Uh, so we so for the Dan, we're, we are we are definitely back for session five. Um, yeah. So we, what's that? Cinco. Yeah, Cinco. Um, so to get the game started, let's do initiative. And uh, Adam, if you wouldn't mind, put it up on the initiative ladder. Oh, not mine. Thank you. Cue up a little bit of intro music. For eleven. 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 Yeah. Look at you. Look at me. Learn it. Learn the rules. Any help? Yeah. <laughs> I looked at my paper. Twelve. Oh, I see how it is. Mm-hmm. One up and close. Fourteen. Ooh, second worst I can get. Yeah, so you're. A- you're the watchman, right? So you get double, double, two, 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 one of my favorite things. Uh-huh. Hans goes first. Well, Hans, Hans first. Uh, let's do, everybody roll 1d6 chaos and see how many fortune points you start with today. I get one. Uh, on the outside. Oh, you get two so far. I got oh, a one. Okay, perfect. Six. One for us. Three. Okay, three. So, so, so it looks like you've got three fortune points for the the party. The party. The I've got two misfortune points for the game master. So, um, now that we've got an initial ladder established. We've got our decent, our, our chaos, our ruler chaos dice for fortune and misfortune. We should recap what happened last time because Nick was out. Mm-hmm. Um, I got that. I got that session up pretty quick. I don't know if you listen, if anyone listens to them or not, but I got them up on, on Drive. I try to get up there as quick for you as you want to listen to it, but it's okay if you don't because we'll fill you in. So, where do you remember leaving off? Nick? Battle the city. Battle the bronze, or the brass knight. Brass paladin. Battle paladin. And, uh, we got him, right? Didn't we? He didn't, yeah. he wasn't able to get away. Yeah. Like, we, we, we captured the, uh, we got his sword and everything. Widowmaker. And then we were moving, moving on from there. Yeah, preparing to move on. So I got the Widowmaker. So let's let's fill in the blanks for Nick and for everyone who's listening or watching. <coughs> so the Brass Paladin is dead. You pick up Widowmaker. Sybil is gone, but the a small handful of Highland Three survive. What happens from there? We. We have a bit of a, a burial. Well, not burial, but a bit of a ceremony for Sybil. We burn him because that's the custom. Uh, did not burn him. We didn't burn him. We, we, we burn loaded him up. And we, burned, that's right. we burned the dead highwayman. That's right. We burned everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. Why'd you burn the highwayman? Because they are... They were... There was something strange about them. They were shells. We haven't what are they? Shells? Out. Yeah. Husks. Husk. Husks. Husks. They were husks. We didn't know that. That's right. It always kind of—I don't know. We've never really—I guess we never really had any experience with them. Yeah. So, uh, the so the highwaymen who served alongside Civil were all husks, and they were fully, fully clothed, you know, in like the hoods and the, the mantle over their face, and you wouldn't know. But they—they would—you would see just a weird glint in their eyes in the darkness, like almost like an animal's eyes glint in the darkness. 
and discover that they are in fact husks. That's right. Uh, but sentient. But yeah, sentient, and can, and are loyal to. Been too long. Simon the small. Simon the small. I was gonna say Simon, but I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Are they husky? They are husky. <laughs> <laughs> Smelling awfully husky. <laughs> Uh, then we started our big journey to the hanging tree. <laughs> That's right. So the hanging tree was kind of the midway point to Poil, because if you recall, you stayed behind with Sybil to cut off the Brass Paladin's pursuit, and Simon the Small and the rest of Bastion went forward in the van to go right. to, to Poil. So you're a day, a day, or a few days behind. You're lagging behind, and now you've departed after defeating the Brass Paladin. Him disappearing um you've struck out on this journey toward the hanging tree so you you make a pretty long arduous journey Mm -hmm. and what happens when you get to the hanging tree there's somebody in the tree yeah Mm -hmm. we find a dude a stinky dude uh named not hank puck huck puck huck Huck. and we climbed up there um to get him basically and he came with us for the rest of the journey. Uh, I about Clovis's wishes. At first, and then I came to the realization because we all decided that we can't leave the living mm-hmm. to right. the dead. What did you discover about Puck Huck when he was there? Like, what did you what did you talk about? He's he a talker. No, <laughs> he had no real idea of how he got there. Yeah, he wasn't sure what was going on. He didn't know. He had a dream. Sounds familiar. Uh, lots of oh yes, lots of poo on the ground. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of there was a lot of, a lot poo, of extra on the poo and bones all around the tree. It's very strange. Um, there was a dream that happened. Okay, everything. Something was chasing him up a tree. Yeah, the the monkey was. Uh, let's see. And then he woke up and he was in the tree. A monkey, right? yeah, a monkey chased him up the tree. Was it a flying monkey? He recalls a book. Um, and then he is Aridane, we found out. And he did ask, is this Galeon? Yeah. And we were like, yep. He said, he, someone asked me if he was Aridane, and he says, yes, I am. And then, and then this is whenever, <laughs> this is when Clovis said, well, you surely shouldn't say that around people. And he goes, then I am not Aridane. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That is exactly yeah, what was, what was unusual about Puck? Uh, he was very small in stature, and um, he is super ugly. Super ugly. Super ugly. They mismatched that. eyes. Mismatched eyes. Yeah. He was the very Lannister. Of very strange. Oh, looking. the blue mantle. The <laughs> yeah. really, really pristine oh, yeah. blue mantle around his neck. Yeah, he was wearing like kind he, of torn apart clothes like he'd been on the run, but he had like an unblemished, perfect, like Robin's yeah. egg blue mantle around his shoulders. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, and then we we all discussed whether we're going to bring him along or not, and we went ahead and brought him with us. And I think when you decided that, actually, that's when, that's, if I'm not mistaken, correct me if I'm wrong, if I'm wrong Pistrella, but didn't you ensconce Widowmaker to yes. Spillicent yes. at the bonfire that night? Yes. Uh, I got ensconced once we got to the caravan. Yeah, so... We arrived with... Uh, that's right, that's right. We we got to the wagons, the circle of wagons. Right uh, outside the city walls. Yeah. And then there was a... 
that's outside of the city walls of Poil where you're supposed yeah. to go. Yeah. Yeah, so you get there at night. Got there at night. The... I got ensconced with the craziest thing. And you should uh probably read it for I'm minute, really I don't think he, no one he doesn't know. I'm like, I... Well, no one knew fact, until last week. We decided the fact that we both told you it was cursed. I'm happy about it, but um, are you ready for this? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's the the star like it. The star ranger damage threshold down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. From the southernmost Goth Moran to the Emerald Kingdoms of Dunbrood, this blade has been held by kings, knights, and even peasants. But every person who has swung the Widowmaker ends up perishing in some gruesome manner. And caveat, my dooming is stabbed by my own knife, which makes it funny. <laughs> so, said to have been forged from a fallen star, Widowmaker is a bl- is black as pitch and nigh indestructible. With every blow it leaves painful splinters, which some of us have splinters, of a starborn metal in its victims. While the sword has ended many bloodlines, the Widowmaker ultimately betrays its wielder. So I'm gonna I'm gonna tell myself to not run with my sword, but I probably will. The effect, every time you deal damage to a foe, they temporarily reduce their damage thre- damage threshold by negative one until the foe successfully binds wounds. Crit success after a foe suffers damage with this weapon and at your option, they are slain, but you gain one permanent chaos rank as a result. Critical failure, roll damage and multiply it by three as if you suffer it instead. Other limits, Widowmaker Widowmaker functions as a one-handed simple or martial melee weapon with a distance of engaged, does 1d6 plus CB damage, is a blade type and has a two encumbrance. You cannot take advantage of its effects, crit success, or crit failure until I have been ensconced. I am cursed. And you can't un- you can't ensconce anything else, right? I thought that was no. Of- you can. So we we talked about talked a little talked a little about this last that week. This idea, like we're gonna you can ensconce as many things as you want. Oh, okay. Uh, but a cursed blade cannot be given away. Until- cannot be unensconced. Well, you don't ever unensconce anything. You can give it away. You can be reensconced to somebody. So let's say you decide to pass Widowmaker between each other, but you can't do it because it's cursed. Uh, cursed weapon can't be given to somebody else. Once you have it, you and the blade are one. You feel like a draw to it, even though you may know that like your dooming is leading toward your own death because of this weapon. You will not give it away. You, you, it, you, it is, it is bound to you, and you are bound to it. What if it's stolen from you? Oh, good question. What do you think happens if a cursed weapon gets stolen or taken from you? I'll probably still be. First? You wouldn't know because that information is behind the screen and not in front of the screen. So, interesting. Yeah. Don't steal my sword. Uh, I don't think it's player you have to worry about. Three, four, <laughs> don't drop it. Don't lose it. Say we had a wagon too. Yeah, in fact, yeah. you have Sybil's wagon, which is called the Last Wagon, and they, that means a lot of you are your you kind of come into the encampment like they you know you 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 arrive and, and you talk to people so who do you what happens when you're in the kennel what do you learn about poil we learned that the husk are rampant um who's the person who went and did the investigations we, we spoke with her oh it was um gretel gretel yeah yeah gretel. Gretel fletcher yeah so gretel went in uh did some reconnaissance and found out that basically the streets are full of husk. Bodies hanging on crucifixes. Uh, 
Still. Sighted the ivory ladies. The damned just wander the streets, uh, but then they go dormant at night, pretty much. Okay. They go um, dormant at night, and they're not they, in the palace. Yeah, they yeah. avoid. They avoid the palace, the manor home, or the threshold. They don't pass the big threshold. Which right. Then there's that big boulevard with the the two like standing which, which ladies. Pip thought maybe had something to do with her current salt thing. Yeah, I'm just munching on my lettuce. Oh, oh, that's okay. what fell. <laughs> I, I thought it, it was. Oh, is she? I eating, thought she was eating cord or something. No. Is she cleaning the floor? She's cleaning the floor. Like, I think so I yeah, you 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 talk you you get there and you start talking to Falk and you do discover after talking to Gretel who kind of came forward and she said I reconnoitered Poil and I found a stronghold where we can get into um, that I think we can get into but and there's they don't seem to go through, they don't seem to pass through the gate the threshold however there's the walls are collapsed on one side and it seems that the, the damned may be in there you also oh, spoke to Simon right. the Small who told you a little bit about the ivory lady what did I tell you about the ivory lady do you recall uh, it's a hill Ivory Lady Hill. There's like a big hill. All the poils on a hill. The Ivory That's Lady, right. right, was the She's, one who tried to come and rescue this place, but she got crucified. She was a Mercadian knight. Okay. Yeah, so she was a Mercadian knight, uh, which immediately kind of set everybody's hackles up, right. right? Because the Red Death came because the Mercators killed. Well, I won't get to that, sorry. The Red Death came because of the Mercators. Right. Um, I won't. Does everybody not know that story? I don't. I don't think anyone really does, even around okay. the table. Okay. Okay. Tim, you may remember from previous games, but that's like it's a long time ago. Like yeah. they did, they weren't even playing at that time. It's to be clear, this is this is lore that predates like when we were gaming in our thirties. Like it's old. Nathan Brown played this character. Yes. So, which <laughs> um, you don't know, you know. But nonetheless, the Red Death came because of the Mercators, and the dynasty ended. And the Ivory Lady was a Mercadian knight who lived in Poil. And Simon the Small said that the Ivory Lady and her people have been crucified, and the city are now just writhing around on cruci- on on massive crucifixes throughout the city. <clears throat> they don't know who crucified them, but they found her crown. That's the oh, only way they're able right. to identify who she was. They found her crown. Right. That's when Gretel brought it back to Simon. It's another knight, huh? <laughs> but they but they know, but but Gretel said, you know, we know of a stronghold. We, we, we need to get to that stronghold. That's how we can bring Bastion, the, the collection of, of trains, into the city. It's a safe way in. We just need people to go in in a small pocket group. Because remember, Bastion consists of less than 15 people. Right. It can, so far, here are the people you know live they're within Bastion. Including yourselves, and now Puck Huck, there's Alma the Apothecary, Beatrix the Bookbinder, Syl the Armsmaster is dead, Gretel the Fletcher, Harlan the Oxmaster, who you saw on the outskirts with his big Kaiser blade, um, the remaining three highwaymen, Puck Huck, Simon the Small, and Stahl the Kettlesmith. Your numbers are scant and few. But every number counts. Every soul counts. Right. As Puck Huck said, he is. He said he's a cleaner, so he'll have some sort of use. But I mean, a cleaner or find out. <laughs> so, 
we're actually going to do a small story jump. So, Tim, while you were out, we talked about this a little bit before, we actually did the scenario where they broke into the stronghold right. and cleaned it out. So we're acting. So there. So we're. What we're going to do is we're going to move the story forward by about forty-eight hours, and we're going to pick up actually inside this stronghold. So when they cleaned up, did they? Did you try to repair the wall? So that hasn't happened. Okay. Yeah, right. is, so to explain to the viewers, that happened in the Zweihander combat tutorial that is in this playlist. So you've already, yeah. you hopefully already watched it. If not, you can go back. Yeah, yeah, watch or listen to it. If not, you can go back. If if you listen, if you're listening to this on podcast, in fact, I would recommend watching the combat, the combat video because it does break down. Because we did it for Paige to break down how you use figures in Zweihander. We showed a lot of like advanced combat techniques and some fundamental ones too. Um, But we broke. We had this. We had the map that's literally over here on the floor that we'll eventually put back here. But it's now your home base in Poil. Okay. So we pick up inside this this stronghold. Um, it's ma- it's about a story and a half, which you're looking from it from the outside. It's completely surrounded by a nine foot wall. Like this is like a fortified manor in the middle of a city, and there are crenellations around the walls. They they're not really like castle mantlets that you can hide behind and fire weapons. It's more decorative than anything else. But you know that to the eastern side of the walls, it leads into a very broad boulevard where there are a number of ruined manses. In fact, it looks like this entire area was pounded by catapult fire. Like it is it is ruins all around, save for this stronghold here that you've come to. Um, outside of the surrounding walls, there is a stable here. Um, that adjoins the wall and inside is a massive storm horse that was clearly left behind, you guess? It was kind of starving, um, but it is here. Um, there are also a few dead trees in the yard and there are literally hundreds of bones that litter the mansion grounds. Like, like someone or something was collecting bones and spreading them all throughout the ground. So when you walk through, it's like water can go up upon bones, upon bones, upon bones. You can see along one side of the wall, it's been collapsed inward, where the, the rock and stone, it was struck by something, probably a catapult stone or something like that, that's now half covered like a mound of dirt and earth and grass. But when you look toward the manor, it's clear that this was meant to be heavily fortified. And outside of the manor, you actually discover what this place was once called. Are there human bones? What's that? Are there human bones? Human bones, animal bones, yes. This place is, you can see it's actually carved on the stone uh, outside when you're coming up the boulevard near the the fortified gates. Um, It says Chateau Moreau, which means castle, castle of, of the dark. When you're inside this place, this place is in, in disrepair. Um, the stained glass windows that are here have been shattered in places. There's a number of rooms that kind of come off a, a, a primary hallway with a grand staircase that leads up to a second level. In the, you're, you've already pulled the three husks that are torchbearers that were inside here and burned them in the yards. 
In fact, there's actually a graveyard in the yard within the manor home, within the within the walls. But already, Simon the Small and the others have begun to collectively pick where they're going to stay and sleep in this very large manor home. You can really have your pick of the litter. There's so many rooms in this place. Um, but the roaring of the hearths can be felt. The heat begins to spread within the cold stone walls of this place. And all throughout the hallways, there are these faded paintings, these tall paintings of this very regal looking couple with dark olive skin uh, that clearly were some sort of aristocracy here. They must be the how they must be the Moreaus. Um, wouldn't be uncommon by any means either uh, in, in Galileo, just to be clear. Um, but there are remnants that the things they left behind when they either were killed or fled the city. Um, there is no, this place is, has overgrown grass all throughout outside the manor, but the manor is like, it's a little wet and damp, but it's much better than the seven wagons you have outside, which are just literally filling up the mansion manor grounds. There's far too many. Um, you suspect you're going to have to do a lot of repairs to make this place livable. Um, in fact, one thing that we're going to do in this game is, and we probably won't mechanize it, but we're going to have like a managing the estate sort of thing happening where you gather supplies and you may have to sacrifice things that you have to ensure the place stays in part. The matter home. Yeah. <laughs> so a darkest dungeon thing. Um, the estate. You have to get some hiremen. Um, no, but uh, we're going to have like, we're going to kind of, we're going to have that. So you'll have your home base. This is where the campaign formally starts um, as you figure out how to live in the midst of this strange apocalypse. Unknowing of your past, uncertain of your future, um, the bits and pieces continue to reveal themselves with every passing day. <clears throat> so you all are in the main hall, uh, an old, moldering banner that perhaps was once green and gold with brilliant colors has turned to brown and gray. Um, the place kind of reeks a little bit, like it hasn't been lived in for a while. There's some some brushes and things like that on the stone. Um, muddy boot prints, bloody boot prints, bring them traffic in and out. But the entirety of Bastion, as you've come to call your people, all of Bastion is pitched in. The remaining 13 that are here, not including the <clears throat> number. So you all collect together in the main hall, just the five, just the four of you, along with Puck Huck, the curious man who's sitting on a nearby table. He's already overturned this, stoking the fire and a massive hearth that is where two stairs kind of rise behind him, cast this glowering orange warmth throughout the entirety of this hall. And that's where we begin. I'd like to go tour the house. I want to look for my room. I think we need to secure the building first. There's a giant hole in our defenses. Pipistrella is looking at you extremely blankly when you say that. How about I'll we just send... point the massive hole in the wall over there that you all used most likely to get in. Okay, it's a hell of a lot more secure than seven wagons. I agree, but at least you can look at one spot in the wall. We'll have to secure that spot with guards at night or, and during the day. 
until we can get it repaired. Well, do you we want also it? need to police this place. Look at all those bones. Yeah. What the hell that is, but... Do you want to go scout for some materials? And these, these two can go scout for rooms? Do you need rooms? Your pick of rooms. I mean, if you wish. If you wanna, I wanna sleep comfortably. I'll figure that out closer to bedtime. Yeah, I'll probably just stay in whatever room I fall into. I would like to stay in the one next to the room you fall into. Okay, okay, Bip. We're we're good. Um, Well, if you're worried about security, then. I, I would like it if you could hear me scream if someone comes in my room. That makes sense. I get, I get your point. Is this? Is it all one floor? Is there a basement? Is there a crypt? There's a second floor um, where there are even more rooms. Like this place, you can literally define. You can literally def- define what you think your room will look like, and that's what it's going to look like for purposes of our story. Okay. Okay. Yeah, there seems to be an undercroft. But you're not sure how to get into it. What's uh, going The undercroft seems to have been stoned. It's, it appears Stone to have been. Shut. It seems to have been shut in mortar. Okay. An undercroft is what's. It's like a basement, but. Oh. Okay. Something. Like Lara Croft. Like Lara Croft. Lara! <laughs> uh, like a crypt, or where a there tomb. would be a, a larder. A tomb and, that you might raid. Wine cellar, most likely those types of things. It's it's very clear as you're kind of looking at it. Like it was clearly sealed up, perhaps during the the, the rebellion. Right. Okay. The Mercators were brought low. What time of day is it right now? It's night. Night. Oh, it is evening. Yeah. So I think I think we should figure out who is going to be security. I'll take a rest. It's been a long day figure out where we're gonna go. Pip needs to feel safe. I'll take first watch and then tomorrow we should go scout for materials to fix this hole. Yeah. There's plenty of stone. I mean, there's nine other people that can take share the burden of watching. I, I agree. Well, we've had a long journey to get here, so. Speaking of first watch, do we, do we know of any facilities to prepare breakfast? <laughs> well, that's a good. I, Only our Kansas City fans will know what that means. <laughs> it's a brunch place too. To be clear. Yeah. It's, it's a it's a brunch and a breakfast place without alcohol. That's the. Uh, they have it now. A Kansas City favorite. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Where I know they kind of have like a more. There's they kind of get that First modern watch. urban kind of design oh. now. First watch in Kansas City. I remember everywhere. Yeah. Um. But Interesting. I'm from here, okay. and I didn't even think of it. Yeah. yeah they're. they're when we had it, um, it was their first week of having it and having alcohol, and it wasn't so good. Yeah, I imagine over time it'll get better. But <laughs> yeah, no kidding. So, so it's clear that there's there are kitchens here. Um, there are servants' quarters inside. Like the, this, the, the the family Moreau clearly had were people of money. The estate is large. You will, you will lack you will you will not lack for any sort of accommodation you would need find in here. Without the accommodations we need to worry about it's the supplies. Yeah, for now you've got enough supplies to survive for a while. But you know, you haven't really accounted for it yet because you haven't spoken to really everybody in Bastion. I mean, you right. really had an opportunity to do so yet. 
I got really came in from alley, no pins. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think first thing in the morning we should we should start coming up with a plan with the rest of the people here. Okay, fast forward morning. Yeah, so we we kind of pass. So the morning evening pit. passes. So mark a day off if you're recovering from an injury. <laughs> um, and uh, you all recover to unhindered on your peril condition track. Or sorry, imperiled on your peril condition track because there's a giant gaping hole in the wall. That's oh. fair. Yeah, truly fair. Uh, good morning, Pip. Good morning. You slept better, but uncertainty and in, in, in bad dreams kind of plagued your evening. And you know now that it is daytime that the damned are not stilled. I think we should get a group together to get this place safe. Let's get with Simon and see if we can't have a a town meeting. Town hall in the foyer? You think I should get this looked at? And she looks at her, her shoulder. I've been trying to take care of it myself, but I, I don't know if I'm capable. That's right. Yeah, she is seriously wounded. We have an apothecary, right? Alma is seriously wounded. Alma. Well, I can I can help you. Alma's here, right? <clears throat> she is. Uh, in fact, she is outside in the yard, and in 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 although the manor's yard is large, it is literally clustered with the wagons, which makes it hard to navigate. Importantly, makes it hard to see anything that may be coming in with all these wagons here. So you kind of wander through the wagons and you come to all of the apothecary's wagon, which you've been to before. As you come inside, the um, there's herbs hanging from the ceiling, which are drying out. You can see Alma, she's a middle-aged woman. Um, she, you know, she's, her skin is darker. Um, she wears kind of loosest looking clothes. She has very unusual eyes, a very strange face. She is Siobhan. She does not wear a mask. Um, she's preparing something. Oh, good morning, she says, as she kind of looks out the window of the wagon. It's clear that she's, ang- she's anxious. Morning. Well, our Pip needs some help. I can certainly attend to that. Tell me. She's tell me of your journey here. Her, so. She inquires as you're as she's beginning to mend your wounds. Oh, it was it was long. I the walking was good, but it was uncomfortable. I I feel both invigorated and exhausted. Hmm. She nods. <clears throat> what did you see back at the teeth? What happened? Well. the bronze paladin attacked and his husk and minions attacked also we dispatched him and took his sword and we lost Sybil, right? Yes We brought him back Yes, yes, that was part of the arrangement with Simon And and you know steps up damage condition track Two steps. Two steps. Okay. As you know, we uh, treated as well. 
here and would also move two steps up. Okay. While I was recovering, these three uh, cleared out the, the, the mans here, and now we need to organize, because there's way too many wagons in here. There's a giant hole in our wall, and for some reason it looks like a dragon lived in here and ate uh, bones and threw them all over the ground. Huh. It's very unfortunate to hear about Sybil. I know that Simon had a special place in his heart for him. Yeah. I think the High Blue Men did too. Yes. Gretel, however, she says, a pregnant pause. I'm sure that she will not miss him. Yeah, we we had heard that directly from her. <clears throat> what did the paladin say? Did he say anything? Well, that's probably a lot my fault. I tend to tend to run a little hot tempered. I was, I was trying to ask him questions. Uh, we disposed of him pretty quickly. Yes, uh, things escalated really quickly. She gives you a glance as if she's not happy about it, but you know it's not like she's really pissed either. <laughs> I, 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 again, I run a little hot in battle, and he said, "What are you going to do?" And I shot him in his face. Whatever reason Paladin had been pursuing Simon for so long as as between the Paladin and Simon, we are forsworn to protect him as he has protected us. So she she so she she she'll mend you as well and move up two steps of the damage condition track. Mm-hmm. And um I'm lightly wounded. She'll also move you. She'll also bend you as well, so where you're unharmed. Uh, we're, uh, we're gonna look to move as many folks as we can into the manse. Um, if you feel more comfortable in this, just let us know, and we'll. Uh, we've got to move some of these wagons out of the way, though. Admittedly, we've got to be able to move. Betwixt the oxen and the in the in the wagons. There would be no escape for any of us if we were on foot, and we'd have to flee into the city. I don't know what to expect in this place, but I don't feel safe. That is for certain. Either in this wagon or even in the fort, even in the home. Not with that gaping hole in the wall. And then again, these animals, the wagons. Well, we're going to to see if Simon, we'd ask Simon to get uh, everyone together this morning. So after everyone breaks their fast, we're going to have a town meeting. Bastions first. Town Town hall, I guess, has. Town hall. Alright. Spilla Santa said, Town hall. Town hall. Very well then. More sense. I will be certain to attend, although I don't know what help I can give, but I will be there to lend a voice in support of whatever you decide. Your help is always very easy to spot. I'll look around the table. I'll look around at everybody. Yeah, we we need you there. You you serve a, a really important purpose in this group. I appreciate that. I would encourage you to speak to the others, though. I don't know how effective you will be in your persuasions, whatever your plans may be, unless you've already turned. Unless you've spoken to everyone else. Everyone's voice and ear is important in this. No, 
Well, we figured doing it in the town hall manner would be the best, but are you saying we should try to sway votes our way before we have the meeting? Bastion has been um, divided before. That is for certain. Everyone has their own opinion on things. We may feel one way about something, and other things may feel very differently. We all have our own experiences, of course. I would think uh, fixing the wall seems like uh, an everybody choice, but if there's somebody that doesn't want that, then they can watch the wall all day. Could be that someone wants to move on from here. Maybe this isn't a permanent solution. Maybe I make we... no supposition for anyone's intentions or opinions without speaking with them. Maybe we should go start talking to the other folks. Uh, I fucking hate this. Pip, Can't you want to just... go talk to people? Is there just a way to shoot our way out of this? Well, Pip and I'll... I'll go start chatting people up. <clears throat> yeah, I'll go watch the wall. You go <clears throat> watch the hole. I don't claim to be in charge of anything until we start collecting taxes. <laughs> you scoff at the hole. We'll go start talking to people. Maybe we can, yeah. So, leading up to this manse, was there like a village around? Like, It's literally on the edge of a fortified city. Mm-hmm. A city that's been decimated by war. Okay. The walls are broken. This is, yeah, this is the only place that you've seen that seems to be intact, but you haven't been deeper into the city. Uh, it's the it's the it's the place that was that was closest and most visible to where the wagon stopped outside the foot of the city. Mm-hmm. Well, um, you said the gate <clears throat> the gate was broken, not the walls. The whole time that we're wandering around and walls. talking to people, and, um, I'll join you as well. Right, I would like to see if I can just notice if her hunch is right and that maybe there's something to do with these bones as to why the um husks are not coming here mm-hmm. um just over time just observing and seeing what would be different about any other place um to see if we can figure it out and maybe even replicate it yeah maybe so yeah time will tell yeah who do you want to visit next who's the who's your first person you want to talk to today uh probably Simon, I would say, right? Well, is is uh is Puck with us right now? Yeah, yes. Hey, Puck. Oh, well, hello. You wanna says. you wanna go chat some people up, or do you wanna hang out with uh, Clovis Puck. and watch the watch the hole? Well, admittedly, I I am rather all new to this. I don't really know anyone among your your folk. I think it would be good for me to go with you at least to introduce myself. Alright. Let's do it. Let's go start talking. I think we're gonna go talk to... Simon? You all have a number of NPC cards. Yeah. We we just talked to Alma. I have zero. Civil the Arms Master. So yeah. yeah, so who do you have so far on your cards? I've just got Alma. So let's start with Nick. Yeah. Who do you have? I Civil the Arms Master is dead. He is dead. Anyone else? <clears throat> That's Simon the Small. Simon the Small, yeah. Simon. Oh Simon. Who else? I don't, I don't have any. So we have Gretel. Yep, Gretel the Fletcher. Who has but that I, card? I don't have that card. Call me his... card for. Beatrix the bookbinder, is that a person? Yep. She's in our she's in the group. Yep. Beatrix, who else do you have? 
Who has Alma? I have Alma. Okay. Harlan this is the Ox Alma. Master? I don't know how this... Who does it say? Beatrix. I don't know who this person is. I'll, I'll hold, I'll nope. hold Beatrix. That one's yours too. Beatrice. I'll hold Beatrice. Be- Beatrice. We have Harlan the Ox Master. Oh yeah, Harlan. Who has Simon the Small? I do. Who has Stahl the Kettlesmith? Anyone? So I'm writing down on each of these cards the NPC. These are literally the people that live in Bastion, all of them. Every single person, save for the highwaymen and the bushwhackers. They were not their their names will not be important to the story. To your story, that is. But they're but these are people we can go talk to. These are the these are the only people in yeah. Bastion, save for yourselves. Okay. The three bushwhackers and who who serve, um, who serve uh, Harlan the Oxmaster, and the three remaining highmen who once served Civil. Their names are not important for the story. Uh, there's yeah, Storm Horse, but we don't know its name because it can't talk. It's Mr. Ed. It's <laughs> Mr. Ed. The no, the non-talking horse. No, it's you misunderstand me. It's Mistred. 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 Or Miss Dread, if you if you nasty. So we've got Alma, Beatrix, Stahl, Harlan. Who do you have? Gretel. Gretel. Fletcher. My recommendation, by the way, just to make things fair, is to <clears throat> share the load. Because you have two. I got two. Your relationships with these people will be important to your endeavors here. Do you want Stahl? The kettlesmith? Or do you want Beatrix the bookbinder? I'll, I'll take it if you don't want it. We're not running with books. Give me the, the Ox Master. Ox Master. That's it. I'm done then. You want bookbinder? Sure. Okay. So we've got Harlan. I go way back. Alma, Beatrix, Stahl, Harlan, Gretel, Simon. That's all I've got. So everyone has two. Harlan, I have one. Harlan and I are going to do it the same way. Okay. <laughs> I have one. We're like-minded men. Fix the wall. Clean the keep. Get these damn things out of here. Maybe. Who am I missing? My no- I have to take notes because my brain doesn't work. Alma, Beatrix, Stahl, Harlan, Gretel, Simon. He likes drawing. Who you have? Harlan. That's all you got? Stahl. Did you say that? Stahl the Kettlesmith. My dooming is those you trust will kill you. I trust no one. You can't trust no one. You can't trust the government. You, you, you can't, can't trust. trust. I can't even trust myself. I don't even trust myself. <laughs> um, I want to go talk to Beatrix next. Okay. So, assuming that Toma and Pipistrella and Espillacent all go to speak to who? Uh, Beatrix. 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 Okay. Beatrix. Beatrix. So you actually find her inside. <clears throat> The inside Chateau Moreau, Chateau Moreau, Chateau Moreau, Moreau, or just the Chateau, we can call it. Uh, She's actually in what looks like the remnants of a library. It's really just kind of a pocket room off the back of what appears to have been a reception room. It's through a sliding door in one of the one of the shelves. It's hidden. 
and it's this very narrow kind of room, no, maybe just a little bit, this be about twice as wide as this table, and it's very, very long, and there are shelves that run kind of wall to wall down this long hallway. And you can see her, she's this um, very young, pale-skinned woman with, very, with dark black tresses, like black as midnight, it's almost blue. And perhaps it's because she's also wearing these long blue robes. Um, one of the sleeves of her robes completely covers one of her hands, whereas the other is kind of cropped at her at her at her wrist. Uh, her chin has been tattooed, right here. She seems youthful. She's also wearing what looks like a kind of a a copper circlet that goes around her head. It looks like it's made of like copper leaves underneath her hair. Um, She's one of them educated types. Hi, Beatrix. Um, how are you? Oh. She kind of, she seems alarmed. She kind of leaps, like almost jumping out of her own clothes. Like, oh my good. Oh. I'm so sorry. I didn't even see you there. I barely heard you even come in. Well, perhaps we'll snap our fingers when we come in from now on. She, she, she smiles. Um, she kind of takes a couple steps back. Uh, she's kind of nervous. Um, she places one of the books kind of daintily back into the shelf and kind of wipes her wipes her hand on the sleeve of her arm and, and kind of folds her hands together and among her robes like such. She's you can see her in the candlelight and she would be considered what we would what we called traditionally attractive, but she'd be traditionally attractive, um, but very youthful. You would place her maybe in her, like, mid-twenties. Any good reading material here? As I survey the, the room with the amount of books. Well, uh, it seems that the family Moreau left behind quite a few novels books of a um, educational nature, I suppose. I have not had an opportunity, obviously, to go through them all. There are so many. She kind of motions her hand. You can see this. This hall probably goes about 30 feet deep on either side of this hall, and both are floor-to-ceiling filled with books and shelves. Uh, it looks like this place is completely unmolested, like it's carefully it's hidden inside the, the chateau. Yeah, uh, Pepistrella will immediately start pulling some down and opening them. Uh, like, respecting them, but not taking care as to any organizational pattern or anything like that. Like, she'll take them down, look at it, start to read through it, and put it back in a different place. And One is a book of flora and fauna written in a tongue that you don't read, but it is illuminated in the sense that a monk, that monks have drawn what is inside of it. It's illustrative. Another one is filled with words in, 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 in the language of Ald. There, I mean, there are hundreds of books, hundreds. She says, you know what's most curious about this collection? What's that? She kind of pulls the, you know, she's like those little candle, candelabras, like a burning candle on a tin, like thing you put a ring on a ringlet. She kind of picks it up and she kind of urges you to walk with her and her footfalls are very, very soft. Like perhaps she's wearing slippers beneath this long blue dress that's tattered along the bottom. And she says, all of these books have been arranged by color of the spine. <laughs> Curious, nay? 
I mean, I, I, I'm not much for book reading. I'm more of a ledgers kind of person, but uh, that is that is a very strange way to organize. It's an interesting way to organize your books. I didn't notice. It's almost as if they didn't perhaps actually read them, but kept them for the aesthetic value or a show of wealth. Yeah, for a show of wealth, it would have been the main hall. She pulled another book that has been, the outside of it has been hammer pressed with tin, like tin plates on it that's been, um, that's been um, embossed on the front with tin plates. This one has three dragons swirling one another. I don't think these were meant for display. I think that Master Moreau, whoever the lord was of this house, or perhaps even his lady wife, or perhaps a younger one among them, like there was some value to them. Maybe sentimental, maybe to your point they weren't read, but they are curiously arranged on these shelves as such. Frankly, I don't even know where to begin. Pick a color and that's where I suppose you begin to catalog what's here. I have found no catalog. That's very interesting as she places like a brown one in the blue section. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, she, and she's like, she's enthusiastically responding to yeah. things she's saying, but the, to those that know her, she's feigning interest completely. Yeah. She, play, she pulls the book off the shelf and opens it and begins reading it as she's walking back down the hall to place it back where it goes. She's kind of reading the words about it to be, to be polite. Yeah. And she, closed, she clasps it closed and puts it back to where it was. Oh, silly me. Her spillicent just kind of like takes her little finger and just kind of runs against it and just admires the colors, but yeah. also touches them all. Some of these papers, I mean, they date back to 103rd age. I mean, some of these books are over 120 years old. <laughs> 120, you say? Like, that's, that's really old for this part of the world. I think if I think if if I if my hunch is correct, I'm sure some of these books date all the way back to the beginning of the Third Age when the Makeda Dynasty began. Yes, the Mercaders. Yes, fascinating. Have you found any particular book of interest or out of the ordinary? Oh goodness, no! I've been drafting a catalog of what titles there are on the spines. Fortunately, it appears they've been authored by a, a number of different scholars. Some are a list of names. Some are of a more priestly bent. Some are even covenant prayer books. Not to change the subject, but it seems like you're settling in. Well, um, I am rather curious, I suppose. Um, I spent my younger years as a bookbinder, as an apprentice, uh, being able to see so many volumes in one place that date over so many decades is just utterly fascinating to me. So, we do have a town meeting? I don't know if town's the right word, perhaps a village. Town hall. Ta town We're going to have a town perhaps hall. Perhaps village or holt would, might be a better uh, use of the word. We're going to have a... Town is... We're gonna have a fireside chat. <laughs> a fireside chat, you said. We're gonna have a fireside chat. That's what we're calling it. It's the fireside chat now. <laughs> so there is a very large hearth down in the main hall uh -huh. that's flanked by that's flanked by by those two large stairwells and it's enough chairs to sit in them. I'll that's where we'll have it. We'll we call have, it the fireside chat. Fireside we've, chat. We've come like we've come a calling to you to just. 
gauge your opinion regarding our the future of Bastion. Are we are we to stay here in this this chateau? Or are we to move on? I Should mean, we repair this place? If we are to move on, you'd be welcome to take as many books as you like, obviously. Oh goodness! It's it's just something to think about, you know. As if if we uh, if we're moving on to this fireside chat, as we're calling it, uh, think about what you might, uh, how you might vote. Because everyone, everyone around here should have equal say, I think. Well, I see. Well, Master Simon, I I have been his student for some time now. I will probably go whatever direction Simon wants to go. If he had to vote now, though, what, which way would you vote? I'm rather intrigued by all these books, and not all of them would fit into the wagon. <laughs> For now, I suppose, to stay as long as we possibly can, I think. Yeah, I mean, there's, like, so much to be learned here. Was... Indeed. Yeah. She says, her eyes lightning. All right. Well, if you find any ledgers, let me know. I could probably look it over. Oh, certainly. I, I do appreciate it. Well, so we're going to have a fireside chat. Will you be okay to attend? Of course. I will be there this evening. Excellent. We're not missing. Excellent. Let's, uh, you guys want to go and talk to... She would not miss it for a room full of books. <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave you to it then. Ching. Of course. <laughs> Who has uh, Beatrix's card? I do. Who wants to manage that card? Who, who among here feels their character has an affinity with her? Whoever feels they may have an affinity with her should probably manage the card. I know she was trying to impress her, but I don't know about an affinity. <laughs> and very obviously not impressing her. <laughs> I, like, I like Beatrice. Who here can read? Uh, well, my name my is Paige character. Turner. Ever. Every, yeah, everyone can read. Uh, well, but I mean, I know. if you have education, education, you can research. Research, yeah. Right. You can all read and write. If you have education, you can research. Right. I don't think. I don't think. No, I do not have education. I do not have education. Come on, doesn't no, spend no. his free time reading novels. So, if you, as an example, if you are an auspex, you don't have education. You don't. You don't put value in written liturgy. You value the stories, the apocrypha yep. that's passed. Yep. Among the congregation. What do you think? You're more folklore heavy, I guess you could say. Oh, wouldn't, yes, absolutely. Wouldn't a pioneer want to research things? And... You, don't have, you don't have education, do you? No. No. Yeah. The answer is for you, no. You learn by trial and error. It's like a yeah, fourth grader in a library. Uh, uh, like, like, they, they can read, chip, chip. but like they can't. Silver and gold? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I test everything. Yeah. Pickaxe, silver and gold test. <laughs> I think we should go talk to Stahl next. Alright. Stahl, yes. Let's go find Stahl. Stahl. He is right in mm-hmm. here. He is outside. Is he outside? Where it's raining during the day. <clears throat> you find Stahl the kettlesmith. A middle-aged man with hair kissed by fire. Hi, Stahl. What are you doing out here? He's outside of the stables. Well, I've been standing in front of the stables and intended to go in to see if the hearth 
and the hammer was worth anything in there for more than just shoeing horses. But as you can tell, that old nag right there is standing right in my way. Oh. Oh, okay. Do you, do you need someone to stable the nag? He kind of looks toward the sky as you hear a bell somewhere in the city. Coming from, uh, I thought you said there were no gods here. I'm not here. I'm protecting oh, yeah, the yeah. hole because I, I, nobody I thought else. you said there were no There's gods. There's nobody guarding the, yeah. the one thing that can kill us. kind of shrugs confusedly. I, this is ominous to be certain. I, the city seemed deserted to me, but uh, someone may, wants to make themselves known. The bells don't seem to be coming at any rhyme or reason either. This is the first time they've struck today since the sun has risen. Do they strike every day? We've only been here for a day. I know that. I was testing you. What good, time? Good memory. What time do you reckon it is right now? Hell's bells. Eleven? Ten? That is an odd time to ring a bell. All I know is I got up and my piss was burning. So oh. I got up and did my business. I don't keep no time around here. It's daytime. Alright. Okay. Anyway. We're gonna... We're gonna take note of the bells happening roughly late morning. So, I suppose we can help you with this beast here. Uh, while we're at it, I just thought we'd come around and call in because talk thinking about the uh, fireside chat coming up tonight. Fireside chat, huh? Well, I, hey, yeah. you know, it. it's one of those things, we all get together, everyone should have a say. Just thought. But I'm saying what? What's, what's, what's to come? Are we to stay here? Are we to move on? That sort of thing. There's a big hole we gotta take care of. If, or not take care of. I mean, what do you think of these digs? Do you think we should stick around or, or move on? Are the bells a little too unnerving for you? He looks around and says, <laughs> That hole was made by whatever. And whatever came in here spread these bones so thick in this place, you can barely walk without tripping over the dead. Well, what do I think about this place? Come on, man. I, this whole place is cursed. I suppose we can attend to the bones. Yes, they, they can be buried. They can be moved. They... What, do you, what do you suspect happened? Hells if I know. I just know that this whole damn place is cursed, and I didn't agree to come here in the first place with Simon. I told him that we shouldn't have came, that this was a fool's errand, and now look what we found. The ivory-lated dead and writhing on a damn stick in the middle of the streets. Yes, that is something that I feel obligated to address. You feel as if you've known this man your entire life, his mercurial and fiery temperament like almost kind of unlocks some hidden memory within. Stahl the Kettlesmith is a, is, a, is, a, is a man who is constantly aggravated even when things are at peace. Would you be okay coming to the fireside chat tonight? Voicing your opinion? Maybe you don't want to tell Simon the small what I think. Damn right I'm going to be there. Alright. 
Which way are you all leaning? I'd... I'd like to, uh... post up here a while. Figure I, out our next move. I think this place is a heap, but a little elbow grease, we can make it livable, I suppose. Huh. If we want to put in the effort. That's it. Suppose that's the first question. You ain't gonna get much done unless you got fire, though. And that damn stable. Get on out of here, Nag! Come on! He's clapping his hands at the this massive storm horse. Storm horse. I will assist him in his endeavor. You attempt to coax the horse out of the way. Yeah, I have no skill, but I will help. <laughs> um, it's going to be hard. It's right. a storm horse. All right, a hard handle animal. Uh, that's flip to fail for me, fellowship. So that's going to be a fifty-four percent chance to succeed. Flip to fail. And I rolled a thirty-seven, which turned to a seventy-three. You didn't assist to die from him. My apologies. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, that's still a 63. Yep. Okay. Come on now, get! The well, horse doesn't seem to budge. That's not how you treat a horse. Oh, I heard these storm horses. They don't hardly listen to anyone but their owner. I'm... You want to eat, don't you? So I looked at the thing. All you're it doing snorts, is... you can feel the wet heat from its from all its you're from its doing nose. Is making it worse. Espillicent kind of pushes everyone back and tries to By approach the horse. Okay. How about it then? And I take my my clawed hand and I try to place it on the snoot okay. of the horse. Make a hard animal handling test. Ba ba bum. Dun dun dun. 41% minus 20, 21. So, also, if you don't have it trained, it's still to fail. If you don't have what? a skill right Derp skill. That's what Why are you at minus 20%? Hard. Hard. Oh, okay. Yeah. You have a skill rank in you know? No. So, I got a 76, so a 67. 76. It's no. always the worst. 70, 76. Yeah. It's always flip to fail. It's always worst results when you flip to fail. Got it. Yeah. Um, so you did not succeed. Yeah, this. I did. Okay. Yeah, the horse is just getting more aggravated at this point. Have any of you ever seen a horse? <laughs> I've seen a horse. I've never seen a storm horse. Have you ever ridden a horse? Yes. Yes. I can. I can ride. Okay. Well. I just. I'm raining. usually not the one that breaks it. It's raining, and it's outside of the stable. And it knows what a stable is because storm horses are almost as smart as people. And she uh, she goes to where the stable is and opens the door and goes. Ah, you walk into the stable again. and you whistle for it, and the horse begins to slowly <laughs> crunch, crunch, crunch. All the bones beneath of its heavy footfalls and these old rusted. Um, Horseshoes, this massive beast lumbers into the stable. And with that, Stahl slams the door shut. This stable looks more like, like almost like a carrot like a carriage house. Like it's meant to like a carriage would fit inside here. Uh, there's stables inside of it, but the horse is now inside of it too, behind a locked iron gate. They're like barred gate, not like a big 
stable door. It's only it, this this carriage house is fashioned of stone into the wall, and not very far from where you can see Clovis along the wall watching out the city as the fog rises from the rain. She uh, uh, Pepistrella instinctively knows where to go for the feed. I was just going to ask um, that. Uh, uh, changes out the water. It's almost as if she spent her entire life in the stable. Good scholar can handle it. Yes. Handle it away. Alright. So, uh, you have soothed the savage beast. Quest finished. Quest complete. Mark your quest log. Um, one of you will be able, to, if you wish, um, this is something that you could potentially do. And So, one thing that we should, I'm thinking that may be wise for us would be to track the chateau. Like, the going-ons of the chateau. Things that you could potentially do, such as if someone wants to try to tame storm horse to use for their own that could be something you potentially do i can i'm already like crazy not i suggest it. it's a shared sheet oh okay um so that we all can see it because everyone's going to have their own wants and needs you yourselves right. that you'll want out of this place as an example if stall the kettlesmith has a working forge he can make weapons and improve weapons right okay he can forge arrows bolts swords armor Depending wanna, on the material that you have, that you find. Do we want to have, like, a main sheet that we all can grab from in the center of the table? Could be, yeah. or it could be something we could review at the beginning of the game. It could be, however you all want to handle it. I'll, I'll take, if you want me to add notes to the doohickey, I'll, uh, I'll add notes do here. Do you have a piece of paper or something that we could use? No. Okay. I'll put it in my book. This is my official's Y-Hander book. There's nothing else okay. in here. Yeah, so. so maybe that's the place where we'll kind of track things. And I'll I'll be sure to notate when these opportunities arise. Okay. So that so. you'll be able to be like, oh yeah, we could potentially do this with the chateau. We could yeah. we could improve our armor. We could develop whetstones. We could create our own food. We can repair wagons. We can stable horses. We can tame horses. We can do a myriad of things while you're here. As long as you're here. As long as you will get everyone to agree to stay here okay. in the city. I got the chateau log. That'll be nice. So all our weapons will be manor forged. Yeah. And if you guys castle forge your weapons, that's right. Okay. Let's, um... So, Stall, you're good with the fireside chat tonight? I'll be there. Alright. Thanks, Stall. Is that better? Huh? As she, like, places her, her arm on his shoulder. Yeah, her, yeah. Her hand on on his shoulder. That'll work. Did you hear those bells again? No. Okay. Let's go talk to um, Harlan. The Oxmaster. Well, you find Harlan not far from here, in fact. Uh, a younger person with yellow hair and a vicious scar hoof print over his face. He's actually on the wall with Clovis. He's the one who has, like, that paper mache mask over his face to make it look like his flesh. We're good here. Harlow and I go way back. We'll talk it out. So you've got him taken care of for the, the fireside, fireside chat tonight? Fireside chat tonight. Evening. Discuss filling this in. Good idea? I think, uh... I think that'd be good. We can't keep running. Great. We've got to at least 
least build up a little bit. We've been on the run for a long, long time. And we need walls. <laughs> walls will be good. Walls that don't move. See, Harlan and I are good. Deal. Fireside chat. It's a date. Let's go talk to Gretel. She is actually inside. Okay. You head back inside the. Uh, you head back inside the chateau. Okay. Maybe accustomed to calling it what it is. The chateau. She is actually on the second floor in the hallway. She's kind of looking around um, at the different rooms, kind of opening opening each. She has a very striking silver eyes. This hallway seems to be very well lit from a stained glass window that illuminates the entire the hallway, where there are doors that run alongside each of the stone walls. A number of rooms, in fact. Hey there, Gretel. Find a place to hang your hat. <laughs> this place is like a labyrinth. The entirety of it. I'm just trying to find the place that's most defensible. <laughs> the room closest to the exit. Smart. Um, we're planning on having a fireside chat tonight <coughs> where we can discuss things like that. Where we... Where we <coughs> need to be, what we need to do, if you need a space near an exit to be comfortable, we can discuss that tonight in a fireside chat. Are you interested in joining? I wouldn't miss the chat. I'll certainly be there, but I don't know what for what reason we've gathered. Well, we're gathering to discuss what our next move is. Do we fix this place up and make it a safe place for us until we decide what to do in the future or do we leave she we just can... need to all be on the same page she runs her hair through her her undercut where it's just a shock of shock of red hair over the top where it's been shaved beneath and she says we'd come here originally master simon said that we would find the ivory lady a macadian knight who would take us in and give us shelter this is the place that i found remember? The only place I could see on the outskirts of the city. The way I see it, the Ivory Lady is dead. What good does Poyle do us? We will find out. That's what's something we can talk about tonight, together as a group. Because we all only have each other at this point. I have to admit, I am on the wall, as they say, about this decision. It seems that the paladin dead, that Simon's life was no longer in danger. We could get back into the wagons. We could head west to Ghent. That's something we can discuss at the fireside chat tonight and see what other people think. Because we can't split up at this point. We came here because all of Bastion was in danger as long as the paladin was alive and him dead. No ivory lady. Well, I don't know. This place is here. We are here after all. There is, I suppose, some comfort in knowing that we don't have to continue running any longer. 
I don't know. I'm, I'm on the wall about it. Okay. Would you like to join us with your opinions tonight? So we all can listen to your very valid opinions? No. I wouldn't vote one boy for another right now. I don't have any other reason to believe otherwise. Unless you have something else to offer. Something I haven't thought about. Well, maybe it'll come up during the meeting. Well. She seems taken a bit back. Maybe. We all have different things to offer each other. And so I think tonight is a very good reason for us to get together, find out what everyone's opinions are, figure out a plan, and then maybe it would solidify your feelings one way or the other. Sure, she says. I'll be there. Well, thank you, Carol. What do you two make of it? I think I'm not quite sure either. There's merits to both. Staying and going. There's a... There's... There's pros and cons of each. I think. But right now, we don't know what the next move is past here. So I feel like if we were to stay here a little bit, make it safe, we can get grounded, figure out what we need to do next with a better plan moving forward. We can have weapons made here. We have we have we have some walls that are granted we have a hole in a wall, but we we have a structure here we can work with to better ourselves, heal ourselves, prepare ourselves if we decide to move on. Because right now all we've got is all we've got. Knows what's out there. Obviously, there's a lot of husks walking around. <laughs> yeah, you make a good point. Pepistrel uh, is going to look around and see if there's any um, crows or uh, ravens or anything uh, along the walls or, or flying above. You look outside, and there's. No immediate signs in the sky, save for a storm. Birds don't fly during the rain like this. They take shelter in the trees, beneath the eaves of buildings. Uh, if you were to try to prognosticate, you would need to cast a spell. Prognosticate? Are you looking for omens? Oh, no, no. Um, looking for, like... Birds hovering over things. She's specifically looking for crows or um, uh, corvids of any kind. You did hear some making a, a bit of a racket inside the carriage house. Okay. So uh, she says, I'll be right back. Um, and she kind of skips off, uh, you know quickly but not like running um, and uh, she goes to uh, where'd you say it was again in this in the carriage house yeah she goes inside horses. the carriage house and she says hello is anyone, is anyone in here um, as she's going to use her professional trait yes. um, which is just like the rat catcher but it works with um, Corvids yeah so for here for, for hearing this from 
the perspective of Stahl the kettlesmith, mm-hmm. who's now inside the carriage house. And all <laughs> he's hearing is the birds croak. Uh-huh. Whereas the bird says, "Look at you! What? What? Look what the custodian drug in!" <laughs> Hi, what's your name? My name is Frank. Hey, Frank. What's your name? Franklin. He says, "Franklin." Hey, Franklin. My name's Pipistrella. Meanwhile, anybody who's watching this is hearing, hearing Pipistrella <laughs> speak in in all, whereas the birds are just crowing and calling together. Why'd you come to this damned place? Well, we thought it would be a place that'd be safe for us, and I was wondering if I could ask you a couple questions. And if I get the answer to these questions, I got. I, I could possibly find a way to get something for you in return. Oh, yeah? Yeah. You know, been slim pickings around here. Mm. Not much crawling about during the dark. Most of the animals we pick clean, those that come out of the undercrawl. Was it you're willing to offer? Oh, well, um, let me look and see what I have real quick. You know, I wonder if my friend has some blueberries. You want to spend a fortune point to edit the situation? Yes, I, w- I would. Actually, no, yes, thank you. I, I forgot. I, yeah. I keep forgetting about that. Actually, she'll just reach into her pocket, and yes, she will pull out um, some fresh blueberries. And uh, say, hey, you want to give Frankie a taste before we have this little conversation of yours? Oh, sure. And she'll toss <laughs> that up snaps out of it. You all can hear the crows inside your inside out on the wall where you're at. You hear the crows calling and, and barking inside the uh, inside the stable. What the hell is that? It's Frank. <laughs> all right, all right. So you got the blueberries. All right. So you got the goods. Franklin. What do you What do you Don't want? Call me Frank. Frank. Only my mom calls me Frank. Oh, Frank. <laughs> well, you know, being of my nature, I'm limited to what's on the ground, and I can only see so so high up above. I was wondering if you could just do a quick pass over this city once it stops raining, of course, and um, just kind of let me know what's happening, what's what's going on. What do you mean, city? What the hell is a city? Uh, See this, see this place where, where human beings roost, where where us people roost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, right now there's uh, there's some out there who are dangerous to us, uh, much like an eagle is to a crow. Oh yeah, that's why we stick around in here in the dark. Yeah, <laughs> right, boys. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> to some to some. You know, to someone like myself, myself who wouldn't know any better, like, say, for instance, my, my friend, and she points over to where Toma is standing, um, you know, he may not be able to tell immediately the, the difference between, um, like, a, uh, an eagle or even a, a crow, such as yourself, and a blue jay, but um, I can. And so, uh, I was wondering if you could help us just kind of figure out how many of these dangerous people are um, around and where they frequent. You know, that, way, that way we can be safe. He raises his claws. I only got 
I got the I got these six here and my two wings, so I can't really count more than that. Well, if you could just tell me anything, really. What do you want me to tell you? It's anything. Anything. You want to try to convince him of what you want to do? You'll need yeah. to uh, roll a handle animal test. Okay. Uh, this will be routine though for you. Okay, routine. Um, an animal trained fellowship. I mean, skill rank, not uh, so. What's uh, you said? Routine. routine yes. Sixty-nine. Nice. Uh, it's a seventy-one. I think I, if you guys don't mind, I'd like to do it. re-roll that as well. Do it to it. All right. Okay. There we go. And a 46 will do it. Nice. All right, all right. When the rain lifts, I'll, uh, me and the boys, we'll, uh, we'll go on tour of this miserable little place and bring back something for you. Okay. Provided you can, you can give us some blueberries you got there. They'll be right here for you. All right. I, I appreciate that, friend. Yeah, you're welcome. And feel free to, um, you know, call and I'll, I'll stick out my arm. Ah, forget about it. You come to me. All right. When the Corbin. rain lifts, I'll take my I take my gander about and you can come back and talk to me, okay? All right. Portland's of right. New York. Franklin, right? That's right. Okay. I won't. I will hold these out for you, Franklin. He nods. <laughs> Meanwhile, inside the uh, Franklin's now an NPC. Um, he's Franklin yes. the New York Crow. <laughs> the the Corvids of NY is what I put down in my notes. Seems like you guys are all. Hey. Franklin the Corvid. There you go. Corbid. Franklin the Raven. You're the Raven. Yeah, I think the Raven. You know what he says. Nevermore. Nevermore. Never <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Here's your NPC no, card. He says anything. He says anything. <laughs> Nevermore. <laughs> so back inside, um, you Tell were you were anything. speaking um, <laughs> with Gretel. Yes. Uh, Gretel. Yeah, and this was when Pipstrella just ran off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you said so, skipped off. Yeah, yeah. I at this point I just. I don't I have no opinion one way or another. Would you be willing to sit in and listen and give your feedback at the fireside chat tonight? As of right now, I don't really feel any different than I I don't think I'll feel different from an hour from now than I do right now. That's okay. You could still you could still join us. We'd like you to at least be there to hear what other people have to say. She nods. Very well. We're going to go talk to Simon. We'll see you at the fireside chat. You find Simon near the hearth. He is bandaged from head to toe with loose clothes around around the bandages. He wears a, a, a copper mask that resembles the face of a child. If you imagine a kingdom of heaven, uh, the leper king, like he, he is, the, the man is clearly leprous. He one of his appendages is completely bandaged up. His fingers are bandaged as well with a few missing, a few missing fingers. And he walks with a, with a gait. <coughs> At first, you think he's perhaps coughing because of the smoke that's coming in from the heart that he's stoking. But no, it's just his, it's his illness. 
Hey, Simon. Tis nearing afternoon already. Can you believe that we've been able to stay in one place without having to worry about the damned at our heels? Feels good. That's kind of why we wanted to come talk to you. Yes, yes. I think that we all want to just discuss what the next step is. Mm, So would you be interested in talking to us tonight? With the whole crew of people? Oh yes, the fireside chat. Of course. So the word's getting around. Well. We talked to him last night about it. Oh yeah, that's right. Tis... It is our way. Yeah, he he, he, he kind of leans in. You can see a, you can feel a soft smile kind of across his face <laughs> as the bandages move. And and he, even though it's beneath the mask, and he says, Espinocent, remember, it is our way. And he extends a hand and he kind of places a, a hexagonal, he places a, he places a, a, um, a token into your hand with a hole in the center of it. Thank you. What is this for? He he reaches into his pouch and hands each of you one as well and says, The scales always decide our decision. Bastion is made up of many people, many different ideals. No one voice carries more weight than the others. When it is time for us to make a decision, we shall place the coin in the scale, whichever direction we decide, to stay or to go. Should we do that tonight? At the end of the fireside chat, after you have pled your case, these people, they look to you for guidance. You have brought an end to our great flight across all of Galeon. The paladin has been dispatched. You have brought back his sword. This carries weight with the people of Bastion. Some may want to leave. Some may want to stay. But the majority rules. Always. We are bound together. That is the promise we have made one another. We will not abandon each other. But that doesn't necessarily mean that we won't have our own vote. Everyone in Bastion has their vote. You will cast your token into the scale to decide. Every choice in this life boils down to two paths. All of them. The scales have served us for winters now. It is our way, he reassures you, Tomoth. And then you kind of remember, you remember going through this at some point in the past, you just don't remember over what. Mm-hmm. Just seems like sometimes there's more a nuanced approach. Yes. <clears throat> Balos is in the details, they say. <laughs> the devil always finds its way. But these people, they they are open to have their minds changed, as we all are. As evidence is brought forward, as we put forth our opinions, the fireside chat is not necessarily meant to report up with an eye to make a decision. No, it 
this ritual where we all come together and then we cast our lot with what direction we shall go on the scales. I would urge you to speak to the people of Bastion, to understand their hearts, their concerns, their fears, their needs and wants. That leads us to you. What are your fears, your wants, your needs? He crosses his arms. I have been shepherd to Bastion for a long time now. At first it was to protect Gretel. Then our numbers grew over time. And you have now brought another among us. This puck fellow. I lament the death of Civil. Civil was my oldest friend, but he was not well liked by everyone. Regardless, we have always had each other's backs. Despite whatever misgivings and rifts that existed between us. I am thankful for what you have done. In time, we will speak more of the Paladin. That story is not yet ended. For now, it is nice to be here. But I cannot help but wonder what is west. I cannot help but wonder is in the city of Ghent. I must admit, I am torn. Some would seek to stay here. It has been some we have been on the road for so many seasons. I have a feeling that there's more to learn here. I wonder what of the maidens of pain, those who serve the ivory lady, what fate had befallen them. I don't think we're the only people in this city. That is for certain. If there are others who are still alive, our numbers will only be bolstered by, by our, our company will be bolstered by their numbers. Whatever we decide, if we go west, we can seek answers west, but we will be on the run again. If we stay, I think we should look after the Ivory Ladies, Abby, and seek out the Maidens of Pain. I have yet to come to a decision. I'm hoping to think on this and to be persuaded by the time the fire rises and the sun sets. Hmm. Well, thank you for your information. <coughs> Forgive me. I need to lay down. Please do. We're gonna go let uh, Clovis know of what we learned. Don't forget the newcomer. He too has been given the token. Puck. Puck, Puck. Puck just... He is new. So it's it's just been decided then he'll to, he's to join us. He's he was in he, yeah, was, he was indoctrinated the okay. last one. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. yeah, he's officially one of us. Um, Sorry, so when we should talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I did miss that one. Is he with us? When Simon, so Simon handed me. Everybody, essentially, everybody, everybody at some point will get a token. 
Okay. And this token. I don't. I didn't know if we got a token to give to Clovis or not. No, you'll you'll all, at some point you'll get your token. So, but this this memory is kind of unlocked for all of you. Mm-hmm. The scales is what decide ultimately decides the fate of Bastion. Some people, some people will cast. There, there's always some people who are wrapped with indecision will refuse to vote. Okay, uh, so they will abstain completely. Yeah, you can always abstain from voting. Mm-hmm. So, Huck, what are your thoughts? The Great American Tradition. <laughs> abstain. What do you think about? By, by word, I rightfully he kind of like is kind of twiddling his thumbs together. I did not expect to be put in such a, gosh, a, a damnable position as I am with this. I didn't realize the stakes were so high. Yeah, it's better than being in a tree, though. Better than being chased by animals in the middle of my dreams and being in the midst of a tree. That is, that's for damn sure, he says. Fuck, you've never even met. He's... We're all up, I mean. Uh, well, so, yeah, we'll assume you're kind of maybe no, all outside even, at this point. Has he met a yeah. husk yet? What's that? Has he even met a husk yet or seen a Yeah, husk? he spoke about them before. Okay. Yeah. This, this, it's just a simple rule here. When you want to uh, survive, there's only three things you need, right? Food, water, and shelter. Simple, right? Oh, absolutely, yes. That last one with shelter, now that we have the dead walking, or husk, or whatever you want to call them, shelter needs to be the priority. It's certainly not water. (laughs) Water, we'll be able to find food. Hopefully we can start growing food. We can only do that in a settlement, a physical settlement. That is for sure. I have no doubt about that. We should figure out, we should collect some of this rain water while it's raining. wonder if there's any barrels or... Well, I think we've got a rain water collector just outside the stable. Mm-hmm. It seems your people have been down this for a while. <laughs> it's a matter house. I would expect that, right? Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm sorry. I Maybe I wasn't being clear. I mean... Uh, our people in Bastion. I am a newcomer, of course. We've been at this a very long time. That's what I took. When you welcomed me to your fire, I knew... I don't know. Something just struck me right with a lot of you. Something just struck me right with a lot of you. Like, y'all knew what you're doing. and I can't... I can't begrudge whatever decision you'd come to. I mean... Quite honestly, I will follow your lead. I'll follow your lead, he says, kind of motioning directly to you, Clovis. Like, he re- immediately recognizes, like, your military position. And he's speaking direct to you, by the way. He's not really talking to anybody else. He's talking he's directly to you. Well, I appreciate that. I, I, I don't have a problem going west. I really don't. But I do believe we need to regain our stamina mm-hmm. before we do something. Also, we probably need to scout the West. I'm working on that. Alright, Pip. You'll have to explain that in greater detail. <laughs> I've, I've got Franklin on it. Uh, maybe Franklin's <laughs> somebody new to the group, but... He is. 
Yes, I just met him today. Franklin is crow. I mean, Franklin is a raven. A raven. <laughs> raven. <laughs> and, and no, not a raven. Anything. Not, Anything. A, not a raven lunatic, just a raven. Raven. A bird. Yes. Well, that's excellent. You. Ravens are the custodians. Um, own. She favors them over almost everybody. Even lives. What I heard. No, no. Um, she cherishes those more. But um, ravens are are her animal. Bill Jack. So, Interesting. Um, well, and being an Auspex, I can speak with them. You know, I've seen you do enough weird shit that I, I, I unfortunately believe you. I mean, you did find me in a tree, and I had no memory how I got there. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't think it unusual, I suppose, and I wouldn't question who or what you do. Well, mm, that's. Before I became an Auspex, I absolutely would have questioned it. So I wouldn't. I wouldn't fault you if you did. The dead walk. Gint is a. You can talk to crows, and ravens. Sure. Gint is a, a sorrowful land of many mysteries. <laughs> oh, and it, it would be better off. It, it will be better off for us to be able to sleep with ravens, as they are. They are a little more calm than crows. Crows are wonderful, but they're very loud. Ah. Sounds like you were stirring them up the other day, but the other, a little earlier. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. What's so, and fast forward, you guys told me everybody's opinions. (laughs) (laughs) So we've got one abstaining, one that will vote like Simon. Simon is undecided yet feels we need to really figure ourselves out. We need to talk it out. Yes, but the one that will vote with Simon did want to stay before. I mean, did want to stay if they had their own. If they had their own say. Okay. Uh, How do you feel? Seems like you want to stay for now. We need to stay. No. Yeah. I think we should. We're going to die out there. Yeah. We gotta prepare. Well, there goes those bells again, guys. Or the west is swamp. Plenty of eat out there. What time is it now? Do you think we should go towards them? No, not yet. Towards what? The The bells. We should definitely go towards the bells. Okay. Once we get walls put up. Yeah, let's not go towards the bells quite yet. What time is it now? We definitely need to investigate the city. We, we, We need to collect stone. We need to do... A lot of things. First thing is, is get all of these damn wagons out of here. Oh, you've convinced me, Clovis. I think I should. I think I will to stay here for now. I mean, even temporarily, we need to. We really just need to find ourselves again. We want to go west after that. Sure. I mean, uh, this land is my home. There's, there's much to see, and it's not always this drab. He looks towards the sky. I have many fears, and one of them is going west. If the cities we've seen are this bad, can't imagine what the Mercator's true stronghold in the 
you hear you can hear a an audible gulp in Puck's throat as you say <laughs> that. Like it's loud, like a, like he's got a dry, croaky throat. And you go, <laughs> <laughs> That's such a prospect. It seems something we need to investigate before we go do it. Because all we've seen is trouble upon trouble. Yes. I wonder, is there anything you could do with bones? Oh, there's a lot you can do with bones. Yeah. You can crush them up and use them for something. Or we can bury them. (laughs) They might be, they might have some magical components. We don't know what's in there. Oh, (laughs) I see what you mean. (laughs) Um... Not yet. But... So we shouldn't bury him yet until we can figure out what we're going to do with the grounds. Literally, and the grounds... I can use ground. I can use the ground that's underneath them, though. So we're staying? So Puck inquires. Well, that remains to be seen. Well, everyone has to vote. <clears throat> My vote is obvious. We need to collect ourselves. We need to understand what's really, truly going on. My vote is to stay and to prepare for whatever we do next, which means make weapons, prepare ourselves, heal ourselves, and just have a plan. Put simply and precisely. If, if I am to be faithful to the custodian, turning my back on this city without without putting the husks to rest would go against everything she stands for. So that is how I will vote. I will not want to leave until all these husks are put to rest. And that will be no easy task as we've we have put something to rest. Hey, tomorrow, you know, taxes won't collect themselves here. (laughs) What do you think? suspect that uh, we're not in any position to be making money until we get settled. You gotta have a settlement to collect taxes. I'll pay my taxes in bones. Go collect a few out back. No bones about it. That's what they say. (laughs) Only certainty death and taxes. And I specialize in both. (laughs) (laughs) Well, then the fireside chat then? Yep. You yep. play a case? Yeah. Let's do it. You take a quick break? Yep. We can do that. So is there anything else you wish to do before the fireside chat happens this evening? You've talked to yep. Stalt Kettlesmith. You've talked to Simon the Small. You've spoken with Puck Huck. You spoke with Harlan. You spoke with Gretel. You spoke with Beatrix. And you spoke with Alma. Literally everybody at this point. Is there enough wood and debris, detris, whatever you want to call it? Yeah, I feel like I want to take a gander around the estate to see if there's materials lying around. Oh gosh, the sun's falling soon. Okay. Um, Well, I know that's Yeah, for now, they've got the wagons blocking the hole in the wall. That's what I was looking for. That's all I care about. The whole yard is choked with wagons and oxen. So we're just going to pull a wagon up in front of it. In, inside the inside, perhaps we can speak with someone who was 
leaning the opposite direction and bend their ear. Or perhaps someone that was on the fence, like Gretel. That's up to you guys. Uh, I think that we have a unique position. Our recent victory will carry some weight. Well, it sounds like the Kettle Master's just a... Doesn't matter. He's going to vote against everybody. He's going to vote against Simon. Well, he's a bit of a curmudgeon. We all know this. He's a curmudgeon. I think we should speak with Gretel. To try and sway her. I think it will become evident at the meeting. Yeah. She said she wasn't sure. Well, then... She said she... Her mind probably wouldn't change, given the time, but we have just a few moments before it starts. We should seize this opportunity. I mean, if you want to, yeah, but... It feels kind of icky. Popcorn. You know what I mean? Uh, no, not really. I, I am in the habit of taking things that don't belong to me. <laughs> I, I, I don't feel any moral uh, quandary whatsoever. Oh, well, if you don't, then I guess it's... I, uh, where do the votes stand at this point? We have the five of us, including Puck, they're gonna vote to stay. Harlan's gonna vote to stay. Beatrix. Beatrix is gonna vote to stay. Unless Simon says no, she'll vote with Simon. It's good insight. Simon. Well, she said so herself. <laughs> so how many people are voting? How many tokens are there? Well, there's. Uh, Two that I'm tracking. Yeah, nice total. We already have six votes. Seven plus four, so there's ten total votes. We have six of those votes. Yeah. Already to stay. Do we truly need to talk to anyone? I suppose it's fine. A stronger vote. A more decisive vote is a stronger one in my opinion. If you wish, we, we can go and try and convince this person, but as she, I thought she said that you guys had said that she, uh, that she had stated that she didn't expect to change her mind in the next two hours, nor did she expect to even vote. Well, when I spoke with her last I was of two minds, and now I've made up my mind, perhaps. Okay. Let's what I've learned, I can tell her, and maybe that will change your mind. We have the time. If you wished. If you wish to show a united front, let's go. I do. I think this will be a good meeting of the minds. <laughs> at any point throughout the day, did the rain break at all for a moment? Not yet, now. Okay. Seems like it's just been kind of persisting all day, unfortunately. Who do you wish to visit? Gretel the Fletcher. Gretel. She is still inside. Um, she seems to have found a room, and as you as you find her, um, she is checking the 
locks in the windows. Making sure they latch closed. She turns around, like, instantly with a knife in hand. Hey, it's just us. I'm sorry, I didn't... I didn't hear you come up on me. Knock next time, please. We might need... We appreciate your efforts, by the way. It does make me feel a little bit safer. Yes. She puts a knife in her waist. You can see her longbow not far from here. Can to remind you, it's it's getting to be about that time. For the fireside chat, that is. Didn't want you to slip your mind. Yes, yes, of course. I plan to attend. Well... You know, when I spoke with you last, I was two minds about whether to go or stay, and spoke with most people around this camp, most people Bastion, and I think, I think for now, we should stay. It's just, we've been on the run for so long, we're kind of licking our wounds from this fight with Paladin. There could be opportunity in the city, but there's no way of knowing until we look. So, I, if you ask me, I think we spend a few days, maybe a week here at least, and see what's going on. And if things look bad, we can, we can move. But for now, we're relatively safe. I mean, at least last night, nothing came around. I just feel like it seems the right choice of action. What do you think? This place seems safe for now, but what about tomorrow and the next day? That's part of our plan, is to discuss tomorrow and the next day what we're going to do. This evening as well. Yeah, tonight we're going to... Greta, there's three things that make life happen, correct? You know these? Water and shelter. Right now, shelter is the most important thing. The husk are out there. They roam the streets, they roam everywhere. If we go west, or we go east, or we go anywhere, we're going to run into Hus. We're going to have to fight Hus. We're going to have to fight maybe torchbearers with groups of husks. We've seen them. We've fought them. They're not easy to kill. And it doesn't... Who knows? There may actually be people here still. The bell has been ringing. I must admit, I care little for anyone else joining Bastion. I'm more concerned about the safety of all of us. And that's my truest, truest threat right now to our group is we need walls. We need to lick our wounds. We need to make sure that we can make a plan. If we truly want to go west, wouldn't scouting west be a better idea than just packing up the trains and packing up everyone and, and going? And at least here we can start working on weapons, making things that can help protect ourselves. Shields would be nice. We can do that. That's great input for the fireside chat tonight. It's the simplest thing. Civilization. You need to start a civilization again. I must admit I was on the fence, but I will consider your words when we have the fireside chat this evening. Thank you for coming back to me. Of course, there must be civil to have civilization. Civility. It is nice to know what the direction you are leaning as well, Tomar. 
it's be about that time. We can walk down together if you'd like. Let us. Alright. So you all assemble around the the hearth downstairs in <clears throat> the hall that was once just haunted by Simon the Small um, and the damned who were here before is now filled with the warmth of the fire and bodies. The doors of this, the double door that lead into Chateau Moreau are closed and shut, Gretel's assured, made certain to make sure of that. She is clearly very on edge. And she has been. Um, the people gather and suddenly the hall fills with the clamoring of noise um, from the lot of you. And there are only, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven people. There are eleven people. Oh, there are eleven souls in Bastion. Eleven souls dwell in the chateau. Simon kind of brings things to an order. He speaks his piece to basically set the table, so to speak. He introduces once again the way of, this, of, of Bastion that we have always decided by, as a group democratically and you always have three choices either you, you, there are always there are two paths to follow but you may abstain your vote uh, meta mechanically above board for all of you whenever you have people who vote against you it actually reduces their loyalty to bastion and should their loyalty deplete, they will leave Bastion. Oh, you will not always be able to convince everyone to stay. But everyone has a role to play. Everyone, and you may even have different decisions among one another, but most importantly, it is the collective that uh, that matters. So from that perspective, if, you're, if this is a video game as an example, you, you know that if you cannot convince people to take your side, or at least convince them to abstain, um, it can count against you and eventually people will leave Bastion. But there is also value in bringing more people into Bastion, to the Chateau, so we kind of get to gamify this fun part too. Right. And I have a tracking sheet that I'm going to use to track how people vote in the future. We will have small endeavors that may occur in between these kind of important votes uh, that may increase loyalty or even decrease loyalty in some situations. Uh, but we'll gamify that and that'll be behind the screen. But you'll be able to find out kind of what their disposition is by simply interacting with them. I will say I really appreciate the fact that you went back and revisited because I think you kind of picked up on a little bit on that too. Yeah. This is a really fun mechanic that I that I that I experienced playing Triangle Strategy. Yeah, I've been playing that um, too. which is so cool. Yeah, I really like that part of the game. So we can emulate some of that at our own game table to make the idea of the settlement building more worthwhile like we get to be able to build things to make things to build relationships to grow to grow the chateau grow bastion and sometimes it will wane so we'll have those opportunities so you all gather in the hall that so that aside and then eventually i'm gonna write i'm gonna create a document for this actually explains how it all works um nonetheless yeah, spreadsheets baby <laughs> so you know, uh, at this point, Simon Simon concludes his speech, and he says, "The scales will decide." I would invite all of you to speak your piece before all of Bastion, before we all cast our vote. But those who choose to abstain, it is your decision. None will look upon you poorly. But we are a collective. 
We shall tally the votes as a decision we will make jointly together this evening. So above board, is this like a Intrigue, social intrigue event, or is this like, or is this something we can roll at, or is it this is, all role play? So this is all role play. Okay. We will eventually develop some fun mechanics around this, but for now it's just <coughs> role play. I don't think we'll be doing any social intrigue around this okay. at this point. We kind of got a lot of different opinions. I think if we were to do social intrigue, just a quick aside, if we were to do social intrigue, it would probably be person to person. So if you went back to given somebody who was just like, I want to get the fuck out of here. Like, you probably trigger something like that where the stakes are high. Right. Um, that's only typically when we use social intrigue <clears throat> in combat. It's only when stakes are high. Mm-hmm. The stakes are high, I suppose, in this sense, but I think we can kind of use this opportunity to, to test the the scales kind of decision-making thing, and then eventually maybe I'll mechanize that, and then we'll see how it goes. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll play with it as we go along. But, like, for this moment in the game right now, like, should we, you know, give a speech or kind of... Yeah. So or something like that. Yeah. So so um. Li- so literally going down the list. Um. Let me write your names in here. Uh. Uh. uh because you may very well take. Cha- you may change your opinion in the middle of the discussion. So, uh, we're just going to start alphabetically with Alma. Okay. Um, and, and Alma kind of steps forward, and she says, and, and of course is the Siobhan woman, she says, I am rather intrigued by what we may find here in Foil. The chateau has offered us something unique we have not found on the road. A place to lay our heads that is not a stone on the ground. This actually provokes a bit of laughter among, among the folk here. I must admit, when I had first heard that Simon was in danger, I came immediately. We are kin, after all, Simon and I. But now that the paladin has been dispatched, she looks to uh, Espilson at this point, as you're wearing the sword of your waist, I feel the time for running is over. That's how I feel about things. Beatrix is the next to step up. The young one with the long dark hair and the dark blue robes with the one <clears throat> sleeve of her one hand. She walks forth, her hands kind of folded into the folds of her robes. And, and she says, you can barely hear her at first because she's so soft-spoken. She <clears throat> clears her throat. Like Alma, I too am intrigued by what we may find here in this city. It is dreadfully unfortunate what has happened to the ivory lady. She looks towards Simon. I thought that perhaps she would be able to keep us safe. Mercadia and Nida melted. But she is dead. On the same token, I can understand my friend Alma's desire to stay, to find safety. I admit I am torn, and I'm not certain what direction I will lead. At this point, Simon steps forward and kind of taps it. He wraps his staff and says, 
Kervis! Save <coughs> your peace before the fire. We shall hear your words. I'm a simple man. I'm a military man. Walls make sense. We have an enemy we don't know, we don't understand. We have no destination and a foe that has been vanquished that we believe, but could still find us. Walls are a requirement for any settlement, especially a settlement as weak as us. We need to be able to protect ourselves and the Husker out there. As I've said to most of you in the last day or so, there's only three things you need to survive. Right? Water, food, and shelter. Right now, we need shelter more than anything so that we can start gathering those other two and make a plan. Is it west? Is it where we go? We need to find that out. We need to hold up for a little while. That's my belief. You hear a stall, stall yell, that's goddamn right! Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> fan club. That's the, the guy yeah. who I thought was going to vote this. <laughs> <clears throat> Simon says he wraps his staff with Ian. Spillicent, speak your words before, the, before Bastion. We shall hear them. Well, as you know, I am one to keep moving and keep going. However, with not knowing what's beyond these walls and the walls after these walls and the walls after those walls we're not prepared to face whatever is out there so i believe staying here and figuring out how to prepare ourselves to create weapons i believe is as clovis says having shelter is priority i also believe that having weapons is also top of the list, something to protect, to protect ourselves if the need should arise, and when we do decide to leave, we should be well equipped before we go. So I, I vote to stay here to prepare us for whatever our next adventure may be. You can feel all this presence from across the room as she softly nods, agreeing with you. Very well, then. Simon steps forward. We shall hear from Gretel next. <clears throat> Gretel walks forward, kind of flipping her, her red hair undercut over her face, and she kind of rubs her eyes. <clears throat> I have thought long and hard about this. I must admit that since we have been on the road, I have not been able to sleep. I have been plagued by nightmares, ceaseless. Some of you know how I felt about my father, about Sybil. This news did not I thought it would pain me, but it didn't. I'm 
remind me that a cruel father is immortal just as all of us. But of the pain of his death that worried me, it was the... It was what could befall me. I thought running was the best path. I thought that would be the direction we should go, that we should abandon this place. But I think my mind has changed. I am on the wall, I suppose, still. I don't like all this preparation that must come. But we have no other choice. It is stay for me. <clears throat> Simon walks forward once again. Harlan. It is difficult for him to speak with his ailment. But Harlan has assured me that he wishes to stay as well. Across the way, you can see Harlan. His, you can only see half his face because there's a, literally a paper mache mask that's meant to resemble flesh <coughs> covering up this, you suspect, part of his face is missing. Um, but it's painted like a face. It goes over, the, it's tied with letters around his head. And you've spoke with him a few times and it seems to be pain when he talks. He's constantly clearing his throat or trying to gather saliva to even be able to speak. Um, you know, part of his body has actually been heavily wounded. It's always constantly covered. But he um, he nods to um, he nods to Clovis and also to Simon to confirm he wishes to stay. Estrella, beloved Auspix, pray tell your words, your thoughts. Well, I am. I am not uh, shy about my faith, even in, even in lands such as this. Um, but I am coming to understand, as I spend more time with uh, Clovis, why um, that is the case. But nevertheless, I do have an obligation, and this obligation is one that would further me to stay here. Um, so, obligation makes me want to put the, the husks at rest, and my other wants in life? I'd like to have a beer. I'd like to have some wine. I, I think we could do that here. So, I'd love to stay, um, but, you know, if it, if it becomes a point to where it would be folly to, then we could always pick up in the wagons and go. So, I say stay until it is too dangerous. And she uh, puts her coin in the stay pile. We shall hear, hear next from someone who is new to Bastion, Master Huck. 
please, the floor is yours. He kind of comes forward and... Well, uh, I certainly didn't expect to be put in this position, but... <laughs> you know, forgive me for we haven't <clears throat> met before. My name is Puckuck. And he kind of straightens his blue mantle. And uh, it's thanks to the these good folk here that welcomed me to their fire that night and told me I could come with them and meet y'all. Not knowing where the hells I was or why I was even in a tree. The whole thing seems rather absurd thinking about it now. And I wish I knew why. I need to know why. I don't know if that need can be fulfilled here in this city, but I do trust Clovis. And I do trust these good folk who brought me here. And I don't know all of you very well yet, but I certainly look forward to it. My vote is to cast to stay. I suppose that I am next. You all know my mind. You all have... This is Simon, by the way. You all have been with me in different capacities over these years. From my student, Beatrix, to my beloved cousin, Alma. I have been here and back across Galeone many times in my lives. I would plead to the custodian, to the learner, to reveal more to me about why I'm here. My desire is selfish, I suppose, in that sense. I don't believe in omens. I don't believe in prognosticating the future. I don't stare into pools and hope that that the answer will come to me. It is through our minds and through pragmatism that we are able to suss out to make the best educated guess. It's what we must do. The learner is dead. His influence over me, his influence, his guidance is gone. Absent. There's a hole in my heart that cannot seem to fill even though I'm surrounded by such joyous and wonderful friends such as you, equals, peers in our endeavor. We are Bastion together. But admittedly, with the Ivory Lady and her passing and uncertainty about the Maidens of Pain, I cannot cast my vote in either direction. I was for certain that if we came here, we would be safe, but I feel a burden of responsibility. If we were to stay, death would be on my hands. If we were to go, death would be on my hands. The inf- I don't have enough information to make an informed vote. This is all too fresh and new. But the decision must be made. I'm afraid I must abstain. Now, Master Laurent, you have the floor. Wouldn't stall be before me? Oh, yes. Forgive me. My mind is 
Far away. <laughs> yes. That's the stall. I don't want to be accused of cutting in front of anyone. <laughs> you all know me. He steps forward. You know what I'm about. You know how I feel about things. I'm a straight shooter. I ain't one to pussyfoot around with things. But I'll say it's someone to second guess good advice. But I thought this is all horseshit coming here in the first place. We didn't know it was going to be in this city at the dandy walking about. Swords and guns and blades and wouldn't matter one shit less. We had put our stock in Master Simon's ivory lady. Big honker Mercadian knight with a big damn sword and a big damn name. And a bunch of big damn armies to keep us safe. And now look at her. All strung up. Horrible. Horrible outcome. You know, Harmony's <clears throat> just thinking to leave anyway. But, I kind of see it in the same way as y'all do. You'd only run for so long, and you ain't going to get very far on your own. That may seem a little selfish, but you know me. Sure, I'll make your fucking kettles and your pots and pans and take care of the ox and do whatever damn other business there is to do. That's just the way I was born. And I'm okay with that. But I ain't high-minded like y'all. Well, I think we stay. I think we stay and make something of this. If it don't work, well, you get the fuck out. That's how I'm bold. Last but not least, Master Laurent. Thank Simon you, Simon Cheese. Thank you, Simon. The floor. I must admit, this morning, I was two minds of this, but as you all know, I made the rounds, talked to everyone around here, and, you know, it's just, part of me just thinks, you know, we don't have much information, but I do hear these bells ringing in the city. There's someone out there there's someone out there that could help us. I say we stick around here. Maybe we meet some people that can help us out. Maybe we get on our feet a little bit more. I mean, I'm I'm used to traveling. I, I feel at home on the road, but there's just so many things that we don't know. We don't know what's out there. We we if we just shack up here for a few days at least, get our bearings, lick our wounds. We'll be able to make a better decision. I say we at least stay here a week, at least a week, and then probably longer. But we'll see how things go. I, I think we should stay. Very well. We shall cast our lots and count them. We have nine to stay. Two lots to abstain. None to go. The decision is made. He wraps his staff twice. We shall stay. In Chateau Morel. Simon, with that, we think we need to... We need 
to start signing the duties. We gotta get that wall put together. We've gotta we gotta get some things done. We're gonna stay. You are the leader. <laughs> well You wish us to police the yard and collect the bones and you know, bury them and start slowly taking out the husk and I know what she wants to do. She wants to save the the lady. At least release their souls. You these are all important jobs. <laughs> he sits down around the floor where he's at. Uh Beatrix comes over and helps him back on his feet. I am old. My ailments, I think. I think the Valkyries are coming for me soon. Ever since the. Ever since the sword was brought back and the death of the paladin was. I felt a weakness my bones. A weakness I've never felt before. I don't know if this is all catching up to me, but I cannot be your leader. I am not fit for that. This is part of the reason why I have abstained. I do not want my voice to drive the lots as it has done before. The risk you have all taken for me over these years different capacities and I can never begin to, to repay any of you for it but in one way my mind is waning I, what's left up in here is slowly rotting and I think it's moving faster the sickness I have to pass this rod to somebody else do not even have the, the temperament nor the nor the muscle to do so any longer. Heavy is the crown. Oh, why don't we Why don't we do some committees for those and put some leaders responsible for those? He, he places a hand upon your shoulder and he says There is no debating what must happen. Yeah. It is what with what happened to me before all of you were here at Bastion. The rod was given to me and with it came a responsibility. I must pass it on to you, Master Laurent. Me? I... This is... This is... I don't know if I can accept this. This is... Bastion... I hope it to become a place of civilization or civility. These days, I'm a man of war. Someone martially minded shouldn't shouldn't lead. I too, when I was young, fought in the wars. I was a young squire at one time, believe it or not. That was only three years ago. But yet look what it has done to me. I was once like you. 
but the tides shift when you carry such a weight on your shoulders. You have no choice but to change your ways. I found strength in taking on the Rado leadership. I think it should go to you. I can, I can, I suppose I can take it up, but I will certainly be relying on this as he, as he gestures towards the scales. Well, if you, this is not, this is not, if you can, I will. <laughs> this is not a unilateral decision. I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll gladly take it on, but a good, the, the heavy decision should, should go to everyone. The scales decide. It has always been our way. Take it. The day-to-day, the particulars, I can do it. I don't mind for ledgers, delegating that sort of thing. You know me. <laughs> <laughs> the sun sets today. We've been together for so long. The new dawn comes tomorrow. We shall look to Master Laron to drive the decision making. What needs to be done. And when there is indecision, when there is disagreement, the scales will decide. Should we decide right now what the priorities are? Beatrix, please, take me to my room. I need to lie down. There's a hushed silence among everyone. And we'll conclude our session here for the night. We'll pick back up in a couple weeks. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, two things. Uh, just quickly for us to remember, and this is mostly for Adam. We'll need to make sure to, you may want to make a note on this, like we need to revisit Franklin, right? And then, this is a note for Tim, we'll need to figure out what we're going to do next with what happens with the wagons, how we decide what to do about getting the wall in a place it needs to be, what to do with the oxen. So, some decision-making to think about in between the sessions that we can talk about the next game, obviously. Um, but let's, uh, there's no corruption tonight. So, you all can decide to go either one step up the order ranks, or one step up the, the chaos rank. It's up to you. Decide what direction you want to move. It's entirely up to you. And you also uh, get a new unlock. So, you can buy a new ability um, on, your, on your advances sheet, whatever you like. But uh, in these few short minutes we have, let's go around the table and talk about what happened this evening. Um, let's start with first with Nick, okay. with, uh, with Thomas Laurent. Thomas so, Laurent. So Thomas, uh, you know, he, he was kind of conflicted uh, at the beginning of the session about whether uh, to go or stay. You know, he, he's, he's, he's so used to being a bailiff and then just gallivanting around the country and it just seems the right he may not have the memories of it so to speak but it's just it just seems right to you know, go about collecting taxes and these sorts of things but uh it was kind of a kind of a microcosm of the last scene with with him alone you know you know talking with everyone and uh finally making up his mind to, as to, to what what needed to be done because there was 
there's pros and cons of both going and staying and kind of at least a temporary situation for a temporary solution yeah so, like i think he may change his mind in the future but for now i think he, he wants to stick around and try to get a better footing on what's become because the maps for this area kind of rewritten. yeah based on this apocalypse basically mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> what about clovis <clears throat> I think it was pretty easy that Clovis, I mean, for him, it's simple. Walls protect. We've got to stay. We've got to figure out what, what the actual plan is because nobody knew what the plan was. Mm-hmm. I, can, I think we kind of mm-hmm. thought the same way on that. There's no plan, mm-hmm. and we might as well at least stay, figure out that plan, mm-hmm. and actually maybe um, scout whatever that plan is or prepare for that plan in whatever way we can. So it seems like it's more than just survival now. It's like survival here. Right. Yeah. right. So, yeah, I mean, you have to start... I mean, at some point, civilization has to start over, right? Here, there's walls. That seems like a pretty easy solution. Yeah. yeah. You know, and larger walls around this place yeah. so we get it cleared out, right? So, yeah. That's um, a good point. It's like, a, it's like this place is full of possibility. Right. The yeah. possibility's here, you know. You just gotta... Yeah, put in the work. Mm-hmm. Let's move next to uh, Pipistrella. Uh, Pipistrella is uh, kind of torn between obligation and what she knows she needs to do, at least according to what she's been taught, mm-hmm. and um, the like her own fear. Like it's not necessarily that she's afraid of the the dead. But she's afraid of what they can do, and that is kill her, you know, like, um, and so she's torn between, like, you know, just trying to, like, stay hidden inside this building, Mm -hmm. but also, you know, there's possibly people out there ringing a bell, maybe for help. Yeah. Um, who knows? Uh, and, uh, you know, she needs to put these restless dead to rest mm-hmm. so yeah that's uh so she's struggling with that a lot yeah. last but not least Espilton. um i think the the nomad acts uh, the nomad part of Espilison is ready to go 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 at all times but they're starting to realize the importance of preparing because at this point everything is unknown the bells kept hearing the bells happening through the whole thing so that kind of brought a a hyper awareness to the possibility of of something out there Um, and so Espilicent is all about yes let's get this going but we need to also be smart about it before we start to progress Mm -hmm. so we need to be prepared both uh, mentally, physically, and with weapons, I'm very concerned. Spillison's very concerned about having um, things to protect herself, for themselves, and their people around them. And just making sure that once something does happen, or if something happens while we're stationary, we have to have 
items in place to be able to protect. And so that's where Espelicent's mind is, is, is um, protection and, and weapons. Yeah, good. Well, we'll... Uh... Has anybody thought about it's just the house ringing the bell? Because remember, it's Ding. they do simple activities that they're stuck into. We'll find out soon. Patterns. Yeah, we'll they're find stuck out. in patterns here. I sure do want a, a weapon or a, a shield before I find that out. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll uh, we'll we'll continue for session six and find out what happens next. So, like it too. All right. Bye. 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 Guys. Hey there, viewers. If you like what you're seeing, take the next step. Head on over to our Patreon, where we create content for Zweihander and other games. Just go to GrimAndPerilous.com and click on the Patreon button. Thanks!